0: Welcome to Divine Transmissions. I'm your host, Lisa Marie Shaktima, bringing powerful transmissions to radically expand your consciousness and elevate your frequency. So today we're going to talk about the ego, always a hot topic in spirituality. And for those who are watching live, I I love conversation. So if you feel like it, you can you're welcome to jump on and chat or even call in. With any questions or just any comments part of your story. Any of that is just a lot of fun for me. So today we're going to talk about the ego. What is it and why it's actually a really important part of your life. The ego gets such a bad rap, doesn't it? We always talk about death to the ego. (laughs) It's a really big statement. (laughs) Going to kill our ego. And we always say, oh, somebody is in their ego or that's their ego talking. There's all these different statements in spirituality. But I like to bring a little bit different twist into the ego and a little bit deeper understanding of why do we even have an ego if all we want to do is kill it, right? It's like the same as the mind. Why do we have a mind if all we want to do is get rid of it? So all of these aspects of ourselves from my perspective are here for a purpose and they all have a very powerful representation within themselves. So the first thing I like to do is bring in the understanding of the aligned ego and the distorted ego. So what do I mean by this? I use these two terms to differentiate when we're speaking about the ego. Because again, like I said, the ego usually gets such a bad rap. But actually, if you are very conscious and you have been working and connecting to self, Connecting to the heart space, realizing your truth, aligning to your higher self, your ego will start to align with that same space. And your ego ultimately is here to serve that part of you, to serve your sovereign being. But that's the aligned ego. And that shows up very differently than the distorted ego. So the distorted ego is what the majority of people are either completely in or are working to purify through. So the distorted ego is what we're referring to when we're talking about wanting to kill the ego or that somebody is in their ego. And the distorted ego is when basically we are attached to identity. So what is the, ego in the general sense of it. What is it here for? What does it do? The ego is basically the space in which we can express our unique frequency into this incarnation. It's kind of the channel in which your soul, your higher self can come through into
1: this incarnation. So the ego is really specific to this life. If you've done any,
0: uh, well, it's called past life regression. I prefer to call it parallel life because truly there is no time. But if you've
1: other lives, you would see that your ego, so to speak, And then that energy is
0: narrowed down through kind of like a lens into your unique expression of your soul. And then that soul is narrowed, split off, however you want to perceive it, into other unique expressions' lives. And each one of those has another filter, another description another representation of ultimately the one infinite love but the one infinite love source energy represented in this life in this body through your history through your past through your story everything that this life consists of is how your unique vibration is coming through into this space And that is so that we can experience and learn and grow. So the ego is basically the space in which that energy can come through in a form of
1: identification. If we completely dissolve the ego,
0: we lose a sense of self within this life. So some of the gurus of the past have very much dissolved or you could also call it killed their ego. Some to the point that they literally had to be taken care of, fed and taken care of because there is no sense of self. That's what the ego does. It is the sense of self, but small s, not the large s, the higher self. It is the lower self. So when there is no sense of me, Lisa Marie, in this body, I don't really have any concern about taking care of myself because I'm so dissolved into the self with the capital S that that's all I perceive, that's all I experience. Another way to see this is, is within densities, right? We've been in third density, which is the density of self, of I am, of identity. As you progress into the higher densities, we start to dissolve the ego into the fifth density and specifically, very clearly, into the sixth density, where instead of individual selves, it is what we call a collective. So we use the phrase collective, the collective consciousness of humanity, but that's not actually a true collective. A true collective is when many, unique expressions are working as one, one mind, one expression. So if you've ever heard about Seth or Ra, these beings who are in fifth, sixth density are actual collective consciousness. So all of the consciousness of individuated selves merge into one collective conscious. That's when the ego is no longer present. So I bring in this information so you can see if you were to really dissolve the ego, really kill your ego, so to speak, that's where you would be. You would be so dissolved that you, you're not really actualizing. You're not really creating within this life. You are direct experience of source energy of one infinite love. Not to say that you can't actualize at all, but it's very little. There's very little doer. There's, there's no person there, so to speak. So the ego is here to basically channel the energy that you are into self-actualization, meaning into this reality so that you can create. And through that creation and creating, you can learn and grow and create. So you can think of the ego as your ultimate identity in this life. But I use that very loosely because that's where the distortion steps in. So now that you have kind of a a broad idea of the ego, of the overall ego, we can start to get into the distorted ego versus the aligned ego and where the confusion really comes in within spirituality and everything else what i like to bring in and what wants to come through right now is when we use the word egoic or egotistical, it's important that these words are not necessarily referring to the ego as I'm speaking of. It is referring to the distorted ego.
1: And it is referring to somebody who basically lacks True confidence
0: basically lacks true connection to their worthiness. This is gonna sound kind of funny, but there's a lot of these kind of oxymorons in humanity. So when somebody doesn't feel worthy, doesn't feel enough, isn't really truly confident, they will often project out that they are confident. And through that projection, of confidence, not true confidence, they will present themselves egoically. Because true confidence actually comes through as humility. So when one is trying to protect themselves because they aren't confident, then they will latch on to an identity of self with the lower S latching on to identity is the distorted ego so what do i mean by that we have lots of identities right we have our name for one and i've talked about this one of my other actually my first episode we have what we do the roles that we play in our life we have the ways we perceive ourselves as like skinny or fat beautiful ugly all of these are identities we have a bunch of them You really start to look at all the labels that you give yourself, all the identities that you give yourself. So within the distorted ego is when we latch on to an identity. So for instance, if somebody says that they're a doctor and they latch on to that and they throw that energy around all over the place, pushing it in people's faces, using it to manipulator, using it for for influence, using it to control. Because remember, again, we're talking very much about the third density. This is where the ego is really represented. Because before third density, we have second density, clearly. (laughs) Three minus one is two. Yay, good job. And in the second density, this is much more like animals. Animals don't have ego. They, have, they, they are beginning to identify as separate selves, but they're not there yet. And specifically domesticated pets start to step into this energy. But they don't have ego. And so that's third density. So third density is the density, the understanding, the experience of who am I? I am. And there's a lot of expression of, through that, of perpetrator-victim, control, manipulation, trying to see how do I influence others and how do others influence me. The game of myself and others is basically their density. So the distortion within that space is how do I influence others, right? And that can also, that can obviously be from a space of love and trying to nurture and help others, or it can be forceful. And trying to control or overpower others. And so that is the distorted ego. And often it is expressed through some form of identity. It's not just our career. You know, it could be where somebody believes themselves to be very um all-knowing in one subject, right? Or they believe themselves to be very, very beautiful.
1: And so they use that identity to influence others so the aligned ego is the opposite of this so you can think of the distorted ego as
0: using your identity to influence others in a kind of service to self kind of way like you're trying to influence them for your own benefit and I like how that just came through because that's a really important piece of this. I'm going to go back to that for just a moment. It's for your own benefit. So that could be for your own comfort or for your own gain. And bear in mind, this can be extremely subtle. It doesn't mean that you're trying to overtake somebody's business, right? And it's an obvious gain. This can be extremely subtle, and humans do this all the time. We are constantly manipulating each other, and that word really triggers us because we don't like to be manipulated, (laughs) and we think of it, again, as a very big force, like you're being coerced into doing something, but manipulation runs very, very subtly even if we're just talking to somebody to try to convince them of something is a form of manipulation. Pretty much like what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Am I manipulating or is my intention to manipulate for my own good? No. But anytime you are trying to convince or bring awareness to something, there is a very subtle level of manipulation there. And the more that we bring in awareness around this, First off, the more you will see how you do it all over the place. And then through that, you can see when when that's valid, when it's, yeah, I'm doing this kind of like for the higher good of all involved. Or when you're doing it for your own self. And that word becomes a tool for you rather than a word that makes you uncomfortable, which is
1: always empowerment from my perspective. So we're constantly trying to get other people
0: to do things or circumstances also. It's not even just other people, we are all these oftentimes manipulating circumstances for our own benefit. And what even comes through right now is kind of like survival of the fittest, right? There is a level of intuitive movement through this where we want to naturally have things kind of go our way. And there's nothing wrong with this. So I don't really want to portray this as negative or bad, although, of course, there is that expression as well. But there's all levels of it. There's very grandiose, selfish levels, and there's very, very, very subtle levels where you're just trying to make your day work. And you're you're subconsciously manipulating the
1: circumstances to make your day work. So the aligned ego is when you are in a
0: heart-centered space, right? You are connected to self with a capital S. So we were talking about the third density, the sort of solar plexus chakra. When we move up to the fourth density or the fourth chakra, and we move into much more of a heart-centered space. So that means that for one, we have a level of acceptance and love not only for ourselves, but first and foremost for ourselves and then for others. And through that space of self-love and acceptance and love and acceptance of others, our ego is aligned within that energy and wishes to serve those expressions. So while there still is going to be and still is the space where We are using our identity and our influence to manipulate our circumstances for our benefit. The overall much larger representation of that is a service to love, to acceptance. So the aligned ego is naturally of
1: service to all naturally of service to the higher good. So do we really want to kill the ego?
0: If the ego is here to ultimately help us. So again, if we look at the aligned ego, what is the goal through the ego? It's the aligned ego, right? So we take the aligned ego, and as you become more and more purified in self, more and more heart-centered, your ego helps you to use that service to others, the desire to serve others, first and foremost, through acceptance and love of self. Your ego helps you bring in, channel that energy and actualize it. So a perfect example of this is in the spiritual community, I'm going to keep using the spiritual community, are you know healers, spiritual teachers, channelers, anybody who's doing it as a business is naturally trying to use the ego in which to channel that heart-centered energy into reality through their identity, through their incarnated self in this life, they are channeling that energy. That's the aligned ego. So you can see actually how incredibly beautiful it can be, how helpful the ego can be, not only to ourselves, but to others. And it's really, really important because if you wanna step into your power, as we say, or step into yourself, Or embody yourself. As you do that, you're going to want to actualize, you're going to want to create
1: from that purified version of self and you do that through the ego. So it's incredible. The ego is incredible. So it's only a matter of
0: purifying, aligning the ego is what we want to do. And I want to be clear. Oftentimes when when it's spoke up of of death of the ego, there is some relevance there that I want to bring in. Because you may have heard of the dark night of the soul, the death of the ego. So this is all a purification process that I'm speaking of purifying the distorted ego into the aligned ego i just wanted to bring in some more information so you guys start to understand why those terms are used and really what's the objective of all of it so in my very first episode i talked about how we are nothing that we can label ourselves as ultimately nothing defines us even our bodies Even our face, the reflection in the mirror, none of that ultimately defines us. But as humans, and specifically moving from third density where we were very ego distorted and oriented, we have learned to absolutely define ourselves with labels and descriptions. And we become very attached to those labels and descriptions and all of the story and the information that comes with it. So the death of the ego or the dark night of the soul is as we let go of who we think we are and we open ourselves up to the potential of who we are, the unknown, who am I, question mark.
1: That is the purification of the ego and quite frankly this is something
0: that happens again and again and again throughout the spiritual process and it's something that we always have to be aware of because it's a continuation within us all of who you think you are is that it's ego identification and if you are holding on to any of that you're not really allowing yourself to merge to mold into whatever actual you you're
1: trying to be it's a limiting structure it's a limiting Aspect of self. So the more you let go
0: of identity, the more purified in
1: self you become. Because even if you have a very
0: beautiful expression of self. Even if you are a doctor or a very well-known educator or something you know, very, very large in your, in your industry, if you're very successful, there's always the space to expand, always the space to purify. But if we are attached to our identity, we can't purify, dissolve into the self with a capital S because we're attached to the identity. We're attached to the persona. We're attached to the story. And from that attachment, all
1: kinds of different circumstances are created. There's a lot less fluidity
0: in our movement, in our day to day, in our expression when we are attached to something. So, for instance, I knew a person who put a lot of energy into a foundation, a very beautiful foundation for an absolutely incredible cause. And she put a lot of her, as she said, herself into that energy poured herself into it spent years and years and years creating this foundation so a level of identity of ego attachment was there she created it and again it was for a beautiful beautiful cause
1: and then somebody came along and tried to tear it apart And it hit her extremely hard and it
0: came into the toxic energy of that person trying to tear down her business came so deeply into every single aspect of her life. And by all means, I'm not saying that it's not a horrible circumstance for somebody to come in and try to tear apart your business. However, it's the attachment to The identity within that, the ego attachment that makes it painful, that makes it anxiety driven, that makes it fearful, that will create all this unnecessary energy around it to the point that you can't even really see in any given moment what's actually happening because the the fear of losing that is so great that all you can do is grab a hold of and hang on tightly. When you're not attached to your identity, if something like that were to come in, of course it would still be profound and in a potentially negative way, correct? But if you're not attached to the identity of it, you're going to have a much clearer, much broader perspective of what is actually occurring. You're going to be able to react from a more aligned, calm, peaceful, grounded space, instead of reacting out of fear and anxiety. Because you're not defined, even if you spent your whole lifetime working on one thing, you are not defined by that. That's the aligned ego. That does not define you, and therefore, if it was completely eliminated, sure, you would have to do something else. Sure, you would have to start over in some aspect, but there's always beauty in all of these divine orchestrations and all of these circumstances. When your ego is aligned, you can see the divine orchestration that's happening. When you're attached, your ego distortion, you can't see Why one door is trying to close potentially, or why something is happening karmically or contractually, or whatever it is. You can't see it because you're attached to it. And the fear of losing it is so big that it blinds you. So, as we go through this process, we have to continuously let go of our attachment to our identity continuously let it go continuously allowing does something else want to come in does something else want to be created and this takes a little bit of alignment (laughs) a little bit of grounding a deep connection to self because when you're deeply connected to self you're not connected to these identities you realize that no matter what occurs within your reality you always are here, you always are connected, you always are you, your unique expression, regardless of what shows up out here. That gives you great power, great actual, sincere confidence, because now all of these things where we're reluctant to try, or we're reluctant to maybe open a business or do this because what if it fails? None of that exists. That is ego attachment because, hey, if I try this and it totally flops, wonderful. Going on to something else. What else wants to come into my spouse? What else wants to be created? There's this ability to actualize. Like I said, all this energy that wants to come through you and actualize into your reality can now actually come through there's this playfulness there like yay what wants to come through now oh I tried that that didn't work sweet because I'm not identified with it I don't really care
1: I'm connected I'm aligned here so we have to continuously as soon as we
0: realize that we are something that something wants to be actualized like even like I say that I am a divine catalyst, a healer, a spiritual teacher. I have to continuously let go of each and every one of that. I have to let go of Lisa Marie. I have to let go of Shakti Ma. I have to let go of this radio show. I have to let go of my whole business. Constantly letting it go and allowing the creative energy that wants to flow through to flow through. And currently, it's still flowing through in all of these manners. But one day, none of that might be relevant and something else will want to be created that's much more beautiful, that's perfectly in align line with where my consciousness is in that moment. But if I am ego attached, I won't be able to see that. And then things will start to get very resistant, very challenging as I continue to stay attached to, no, but I am this. And regardless of how everything starts to fall apart, no, I am this. So it creates much more space for divine orchestration. It creates much more space for magic, but most importantly, it creates much more space for creative energy. And I don't mean creativity. There's a difference between creative energy that is always flowing out of us. We are always creating, manifesting, correct? Like you are constantly creating and manifesting. Where does that energy want to go? Because there is divine orchestration. There is your higher self trying to help you realize, oh, this is where it would best serve you and others. This is where it would best serve you and others. So we open that door to self-actualization in the most powerful way. And the more that you do this, the more you let go of your identity, clarifying your ego, connecting to self. Because the other thing that comes through very clearly is you don't want to keep letting go of identity
1: without connecting to self. So connecting to the heart space through meditation, connecting to
0: The isness, the you, that is always present regardless of your identity. You were present when you were the identity of a two-year-old. You, the same you, is present now. You was present when you were taking a math class. The same you is present now in whatever career you're in that underlying essence that never changed, regardless of how all the different masks and clothes and experiences changed, there's an underlying essence of you that has always been here. The more through meditation awareness you connect to that space, the easier it is to let
1: go of identity and align your ego to that. But you have to be able to let go, and I admit that's a scary thing for a lot of people.
0: How do I let go of my identity? Who am I if I let go and this is a really beautiful thing, so that when we call like the ego death or the dark night of the soul, which they're different, but they have similar similarities in this that I'm expressing, so I want to say yes they're they are different, but they have the similarity of these Um, letting go of identity, ego purification within both of them. If you go through one of these, the first time, like the first time I went through it, it was scary. (laughs) I didn't really have anybody helping me, assisting me, guiding me. I didn't have a teacher and it happened and it literally felt like everything that I thought I was, was gone, like gone. I was not that person anymore. I couldn't even connect to that person anymore. And yet, I had no idea who I was. And so it feels very lost. And again, because I didn't really have any guidance, and I did have a level of connection to the self, but nothing like I do now, it felt very um, disconnected. I didn't really feel connected to anything per se. There was a couple of days where I kind of felt like I was just floating around very very unsure, very very confused about who I was. I'm not that what am I? But I didn't know what the what am I was. And so maybe some of you have experienced this yourself. Or Now that you're aware of it, if you start to experience it, you can understand that it's a beautiful process (laughs) because really what you're doing is you're taking that distorted ego and you're giving it like a solid swipe clean. So now you have (laughs) this ego that's kind of floating around and you get to either align it or distort it again (laughs) and maybe a little bit of both and everything's perfect, right? There's no right or wrong within this. It's all
1: an experience. You are experiencing all of this. So as you do
0: this, and you come into this purification of the ego, you you let all of that go, and you have this kind of couple of days of like uncertainty. And then you start to kind of align again with, with self. And some clarity comes in and, and actual the energy that wants to actualize starts to show up. Potential starts to show up for you. And you kind of, okay, now I, I have a feeling that this is where I need to go. Or I have a feeling that this is where I should put my energy or my focus into. Such a beautiful space that is literally like being reborn right here in this incarnation. Your identity is wiped clean. Here you go. Start again. Start fresh. And I've had that happen several times to me. And of course, like I said, the first time I didn't understand what was going on. I was very confused. But then I got the gif of it. And after I realigned, always know that oftentimes in that confusion, you don't have clarity, right? That's the opposite of confusion. You don't have clarity. So you kind of gotta just wait. Confusion is a beautiful space because it means that stuff is shifting. It's like a snow globe, right? You shake the snow globe, that's confusion. (laughs) You can't see anything. There's all these snowflakes going everywhere. If you just give it a moment, you just surrender and relax, all of the snow will fall down and then you have clarity again. So you just surrender and allow the best of your ability. And then after that, you will have clarity. So that's always when I get the, the messages and the hits about what happened. And I was like, oh, that was, I, yeah, clarifies the self. I dropped my identity. I dissolved part of my ego, dissolved my identity. Whatever you want to call it, there's a hundred different labels we can give it. So then, the, then it's a beautiful space that okay, so who now do I want to be? What do I want to play in now? What costume? What character do I want to step into? And it's not to say it has to be that radically different. But it's a beautiful question to be in. And so every time you get to do this again and again, and you bring the ego more and more in alignment and more and more service to your sovereign being so that a clear expression of your unique vibration comes through into this reality and gets to actualize into this reality. Like I said, there's definitely a level of humility there. No longer do you really seek validation from anybody. No longer Do you really care? And I mean truly care. Really, really, honestly, you can say to yourself, I really don't care what other people think and what other people's comments or perspectives don't actually cause you any pain. There's no pain there because it's true. You don't really care.
1: So there's this freeing that happens through that. Because when you don't
0: need validation, Again, it doesn't matter if you, quote unquote, succeed or fail. You don't care how other people's perspectives are of you. There's this freedom to just be and question, who am I? Am I this? Oh, no, that didn't really work out. How about over here? Am I this? Oh, that feels good. Oh, look, that's turning into something. Fun. Okay, well, what about this? Am I this? And this constant, just like children, right? They're constantly playing within their imagination of, they're a police officer now. They're a firefighter now. They're a dinosaur, you know, or or they're, you know, Barbie or or whatever. <laughs> I was a very I was a tomboy, so I played a lot of those other roles. <laughs> they're constantly shifting and playing, and and it, it's experimental, right? And that's what we're here to do. We're here to experience. So we get to tap our finger into one jar of honey and see if we like the flavor of that one and put our finger in this other jar of honey and see what we like the flavor of that one. It brings up, you know, restaurants, how they have like um, tasting, right? Like they have different beers that you can taste, the taster or different appetizers, you know, and you get one of each on a plate and it's a taster. What if you start to take that on and you get to taste life? and taste various expressions within yourself. How much fun does all of a sudden life become? It doesn't mean that like one minute you're a mother and the next minute you're not because (laughs) obviously that doesn't work very well. (laughs) But even being a mother, which I am, you can even purify that identity because while I am a mother, I get to purify what does that mean, continuously letting go of what I think that means. Continuously letting go of what I think, who I think my children are. Oh, I think, you know, it's so easy. We quickly start to label and describe our children. Oh, this one, Willie, he's like this, you know, and Monty, he's like this. And all of a sudden, we're, we're identifying them. We're ego-attaching them through ourselves. And they take, you know, they absorb that. So we get to continuously open that up and let it go. I don't know, who who is he today? And who am I today? And what does a mother mean? What does it mean to be a mother? What does it mean to be a mother? What is that
1: expression wanting to be today? And same thing with our relationships. All of this, all of
0: the way in which our ego comes in. And our ego wants, through ego attachment, I should say, an ego distortion, there wants to be an, an expression, a push of that identity. And through the letting go of all of that, you get to actually start to experience who we really are, which is just a vibration. I don't mean just as in just, I mean the vibration. The vibration doesn't have a definition. The vibration doesn't have a label. It's like water hasn't been turned into smart water. (laughs) It hasn't been turned into vitamin water. It's just water in its clearest,
1: purest expression. That's what you are. So you get to learn how to bring that forward in its most clearest expression through your ego. And through that aligned ego, the alignment, the service
0: to self, the service to the sovereign being.
1: And it's interesting
0: because children coming into this world, right? Don't have a distorted ego, of course, right? They have an aligned ego. They are in that expression of who am I? That question mark, that exploration of who who am I? And then over time of being told who they are, being taught who they are. Well, this is your name, and this mean, that means that you are this, because this is how we perceive you. And this is your last name, the family name, and that means that you're this. And you're, you know, an American or an Italian or an English, whatever.
1: And that means that you're this. so they start to take on all
0: of this identity and grab a hold of it and have a distorted ego. And it's funny because it so much of what comes through myself is like a wanting to purify ourselves back to our childlike essence. Right? Because we came in pure. <laughs> and then we learned all this stuff. <laughs> what did we really learn? I would like to know that.
1: <laughs> and through the taking on all of this, we became very distorted in so many aspects of our lives, so many expressions within ourselves.
0: So how do we get back to that version of us that was just that pure ego? That was just like, this is me. I don't really have any judgment of myself. I don't really think that my... Legs are big or my nose is flat or my hair is too dark or curly or stiff. It's just me. This is me. That's that aligned ego. This is me. You can think of those early children, you know, two, three years old where they're just in full expression of self. They have no idea that that could somehow be wrong or incorrect or any of that. They're just authentic. (laughs) <laughs> I talked about that in the last episode about authentic expression because that's what they are and it's the same with the ego they're authentically in their ego authentically expressing through their ego and it's perfect that the, the childlike essence is coming in because there's a lot of energy right now about our inner child and I want to bring this in because I have an event this Sunday about the inner child. And I also will be doing an episode next week, next Thursday, about the inner child. So again, like I said, wanting to get back to that version of ourselves. Our inner child is actually an, an aspect of ourselves. We have our feminine, our masculine, and our inner child, the divine trinity within us. Each individually, even though I am feminine, I am female, I have masculine energy within me. Even though my boyfriend is male, he has feminine energy within him. We have all three, all of us. Right now, the inner child is really wanting to be reconnected to. And I'm really excited about what's wanting to come forward. because. Just like I said, those early stages, the inner child is often, not always, but usually, (laughs) expressed as the two to three-year-old version of ourself. Why? Because around that age, that's when we lost connection to our inner child through what we were taught or what happened in our circumstances. So before that, we were very connected to our inner child aspect of self. And then we got kind of disconnected. So, if you take yourself back to that era, you can see, and maybe it was a little bit before, maybe it was a little bit after. Some people are slightly different, but generally it's two to three years of age. You can see all of the purity of who you were. And it's so incredibly beautiful. And right now, the inner child is really kind of asking us to please reconnect to that energy. And I love how this is coming through because that is another opportunity to purify your ego, to align your ego. If you connect to your inner child, there is an opportunity because your inner child has no concern about all of these identities that you've attached to none whatsoever. Does your two or three year old does a two or three year old child really care who their parent is as far as identification? I mean, they might ask, maybe, and not even usually two or three-year-olds are just in the moment. They don't even connect that, oh, mom goes out and she's a doctor. Okay, and maybe we tell them that, and they're trying to kind of understand, but they don't really grasp it. Or what they do grasp, that's because we're really telling them, we're giving them that information. It's not like they're like, hey, mom, what do you do? Who are you? What's your identity? Not at two or three years of age, right? They don't care. What they see with you is you. They feel your energy. They see you. They connect to you. To them, that's who you are. So the two or three-year-old version of you doesn't really care about any of that. So it's a beautiful way by connecting to your inner child and allowing that energy to come through and be like, yeah, that's not important. Yeah, that's not important. Neither is that. Let's play. So, I really like how that's coming through. And this is really prevalent right now, everybody. Meaning, right now is the capacity to connect and to heal your inner child right now. So, you can use that as this ego purification. So this Sunday, um, which is the 21st, I believe, I'm having an event. So it's called A Divine Transmission. And this is an online event that you can um, reserve, RSVP, on the website and on the the link provided. And it is free or donation-based. So everybody's invited, whether you can pay or not. Obviously, donations are extremely um, appreciated. And in these events, what happens is they're over a Zoom call. And first, I just bring everybody into the container. I ground the whole group, set up the energy. And then basically, I channel words, sound, and energy into whatever wants to express. So the theme, again, is the inner child. I don't honestly know how that will show up. It shows up divinely orchestrated within the session. But I can say that it's always perfect for each person that shows up and for their intention with regards to their inner child. So it's Sunday, it's a it's a live Zoom event, and then there will also be a recording. So even if you RSVP for the event and you don't actually physically show up, I will be able to email you the recording and you can do that another time. But the RSVPing sets the intention for you to energetically be a part of the of the event, so it's a very big kind of symbolic um, RSVP <laughs> to the universe. They're really, really, really powerful, powerful transformational events. So I highly recommend that you guys join. And then, like I said, next Thursday, I will be talking a little bit more about the inner child, and I'm really excited to see what comes through with the event and express some energy that showed up there as well as what I just tapped in with a client today and some beautiful expressions of, of our inner child and how that wants to come through and how we can connect. And And I'll just give you a little teaser. Uh, what I connected with my client today was about magic and, and how that relates to our inner child. So again, I know the inner child is spoke about a lot, but I always like to bring in different aspects, different perspectives and a different way of looking at something that spirit, the spiritual community likes to talk about a lot. So I really, really hope to see you guys on Sunday. You can also keep your video off if you want to. You don't have to show your face. I really, really hope to see you guys here next Thursday for the, the Inner Child. And um, always I'm always here every single Thursday. So again, that's 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I hope this has brought you guys some little bit more clarity, a little bit more depth about the ego, distorted ego, aligned ego, and why it's so beneficial to us in this incarnation. Thank you so much for joining me. Once again, Divine Transmissions, I'm your host,
1: Lisa Marie Shakti Ma. Thank you.